Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by Northside Cafe in Winterset. Just a short drive from Des Moines. Go check out Winterset's oldest cafe located right on the Courthouse Square. Mention Caffeinated Thoughts and you'll get a free crisp for dessert. They've got apple crisp and, and rhubarb crisp and... Uh, blueberry crisp. That I had, even sounds better. I actually yeah. had it yesterday. It was yum, pretty yum. good. Hey, so. here's the more important question. Do we get any free stuff for being caffeinated thoughts personalities? Well, <laughs> you get a free crisp if you mention caffeinated thoughts. Well, there you go. Maybe they'll give us a free uh, coffee along with it, eh? You can, you, you can see how that works out. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I just thought, you know. Free lunch. Something like that. Hmm. I, I recommend their uh, Monument Burger. It was very good. Very, very good. So what are we doing here today, anyway? Is this, is this Caffeinated well, Thoughts Radio? You, it's, uh, for today, it's, it's uh, co-thethinated <laughs> we Thoughts got, Radio. I was going to talk to you off the air about exactly how to pronounce that word. I'm, I'm pronoun- going to talk about it in I don't know if it's segment. the right way. I don't know if there is a right way. <laughs> okay. But I'm pronouncing it cofefe. So it's ah, yes. cofethanated thoughts. That was suggested <laughs> by uh, Pat Nicholas. Made that uh-huh. suggestion. We we should change well, your that, name. That sounds it sounds kind of Espanola. Yeah, I, I ran a, Wait, uh, a poll on Twitter. Either that or French. <laughs> I ran a poll on Twitter, and and eighty three percent of those who responded wants us to change your name to cofethanated thoughts. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I no. think. I'm gonna, <laughs> Then in second place, twelve no, percent no, no. thought I was crazy. Are you mad? Only twelve percent. Only twelve percent. Um, unfortunately, only like one or two people wanted us not to do it. This so is not going to happen, I'm, folks. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. I, I, as as the founder of CaffeinatedThoughts.com, I, I'm going to exercise my veto. Uh, power and say, you know what? No, I don't think so. Maybe if it were if it were April Fool's Day. I probably would do it just for a day, just for a day. But uh, yeah. we we can hey, do that next April first. Yes, maybe, we could. maybe. But then everybody's going to forget about this because you know our our collective memories are not that long. Unfortunately, that's true. Only could be. nobody will have a clue what that word like, is all about a year you? from now. And, Good and point. of course, that's going to spark national news. You know, when we no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, more on that fourth segment. We got a lot to say about Kafefe. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you want it with cream and sugar? Yeah. Hey, shout out to my daughter's got, she's going to be shooting in the state cup with uh, Central Iowa Scholastic Shooters uh, this weekend. So proud of her. She's been doing a great job shooting a 22 Browning. Um, then also shout out to my niece, uh, my niece who made all conference uh, goalkeeper. Uh, for the uh, Central Iowa Metropolitan League, I think that's what they're called now. Um, I, don't, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to high school sports until they started playing again. So uh, she's a, uh, she's a sophomore this year, a fabulous soccer player, has already signed with Iowa State. So, oh, I thought you were going to say something awful like she signed with Iowa. No, well, she signed with Iowa State, and I have to tell you, in two years when she's playing for them, if she starts... I will root for Iowa State. Ha! Ha! For women's soccer. 
Well, when that day comes, we'll have to get it on video. And also another shout-out to my nephew, Riley. Uh, that, Rachel's the one. Who, now, how many shouts you going to have? This is it. This okay. last one. Riley right. Riley is uh, uh, an Urbandale boys soccer team. Uh, uh, played Made it to the state uh, state tournament in boys soccer. Unfortunately, they lost first round to Bettendorf. But, hey, that was still a huge accomplishment. So congratulations, guys. Anyway. We should probably have a sound effect for this. You know, having gone through all of the shout-outs, there's yes. probably be a sound effect there. No more shout-outs, but, <laughs> but we do have a huge announcement. Huge, huge announcement huge. happened on Thursday. You want to play clip one? My solemn duty to protect America and, and its citizens. The United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. Thank you. Sounds like the Trump tweet of the week. That, that, that's obviously not the media clapping. Thank you. This is a Trump tweet of the week there. Yeah. <laughs> but begin negotiations to reenter either the Paris Accord or in really entirely new transaction on terms that are fair to the United States, its businesses, its workers, its people, its taxpayers. So we're getting out, but we will start to negotiate, and we will see if we can make a deal that's fair. And if we can, that's great. And if we can't, that's fine. As president, I can put no other consideration before the well-being of American citizens. The Paris Climate Accord is simply the latest example of Washington entering into an agreement that disadvantages the United States to the exclusive benefit of other countries, leaving American workers, who I love, and taxpayers to absorb the cost in terms of lost jobs, lower wages, shuttered factories, and vastly diminished economic production. Thus, as of today, the United States will cease all implementation of the non-binding Paris Accord and the draconian financial and economic burdens the agreement imposes on our country. This includes ending the implementation of the nationally determined contribution and very importantly, the Green Climate Fund, which is costing the United States a vast fortune. So. Yes. Bob, so. That's obviously huge news. It is huge news. Um, and we've got, we've got some pro and con uh, quotes here and, and clips that, that we can get into. Um, should we do that first, or should sure at least one of them? Well, French President Marcon, um, I can't remember his first name. He he obviously was not a fan of of Trump's decision. Go ahead and play clip we're, three. We're going to have to cut that one short. Though. Yeah, we're not going to play it all. But. Let me say a few words to our American friends. Climate change is one of the major issue of our time. It is already changing our terrorism. daily lives, but it is global. Everyone is impacted. Terrorism? What's that? And if we do nothing, our children 
will know a world of migrations, of wars, of shortage. A dangerous world. It is not the future we want for ourselves. We're kind of our it is not the future we? we want for our children. It is not the future we want for our world. We're gonna die! Today, gonna the President die! of the United States, Donald Trump, announced Did his decision to withdraw the United States from the Paris Agreement. I do respect this decision, but I do think he it sinks. is an actual mistake, he both for the U.S. Mistake. and for our planet. Uh, we, I just we. said President Trump he sinks. in a few words a few minutes ago, this assessment. Tonight, I wish yeah, to tell the United plug on this guy. Plug, then. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a, it's a mistake. Oh. Donald Trump, you should not have pulled out of the Paris Agreement. <laughs> you moron. Because hey, me. our world, we're going to face migration, war. Any, anyway, I, I really, you know, I respect French people. Um, no, I'm not a, I, I, I'm not a Francophile, I have to admit. Uh-huh. Well, let's get some some quotes here from the other side, shall we? Yeah, let's get started here with a with a quote from Doctor James Wanless. Suffice it to say, by the way, Doctor Wanless is a friend of the show. Been on the show a couple of times. Has participated in a caffeinated thoughts briefing. Um, he's currently professor of physics at Presbyterian College down in uh, South Carolina. He says, "Suffice it to say, I am thrilled that the president kept one of his campaign prov- uh, promises." vis-a-vis to exit the Paris Treaty, which the former president had no authority to commit us to. It is a great day for America. That's an important. Amen to that. That's an important comment. Um, because this really has the effect of a treaty, uh, even though some of the left says, well, no, it's really not a treaty. Yes, it is. Pretty much, frankly, any international agreement that, that, that requires United States to take action um, is it has to be considered a treaty, uh, and the Senate needs to ratify it. And there's a reason that President Obama did not send it to the U.S. Uh, Senate to ra- be ratified because he knew it would be rejected. So he tried to unilaterally mm-hmm. commit us to to the, this action without any any process that the founders set up. So it's yeah. Well, now let's turn to our national treasure, Dan Rather. Yeah. Now, if you want to read somebody that thinks the sky is falling on a daily basis, go to this guy's Facebook page. Here it is, Dan Rather. Quote, it is as we feared, or is as was feared. President Trump has withdrawn the United States from the Paris Climate Agreement. This is momentous. It is ominous. And it throws the future health of the planet into grave doubt. History will judge mercilessly President Trump's decision to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement as the height of folly where greed, cynicism, short-sightedness, and ignorance triumphed over intelligence and leadership. Unquote. Here's the thing. Trump didn't even need to withdraw us because we're never legitimately a party to it. It wasn't ratified by the Senate. He could not legally implement anything in the agreement. So, the- well, I tell you what, though, if 
Hillary Clinton was still in the White was was in the White House, and we still had uh, Democrat re, uh, majorities in both houses of Congress. They would have moved forward with it, with or without congressional action. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, would have happened. So, but be that as it may be, now that this is absolutely uh, incredible how people think that this agreement was going to change the course of history relative to climate change. To that end, let me read just a couple of things from Dr. Roy Spencer. He's talking about the agreement here. The cost of this unmeasurable impact, and what he's talking about there is that if you do everything that the, that the Paris Accords uh, required, that the net gain, if you will, in changing global warming was going to be so minimal as to be undetectable. (laughs) So the cost of this unmeasurable impact on future global temperatures is variously estimated to be around a trillion dollars a year. And where does that money come from? Primarily spent by the the U.S. and a few other countries which drive global prosperity. And as usual, the poor will be the hardest hit. The money that could have been spent on clean water and providing electricity to the one billion human beings who still don't have electricity. China and India, which are uh, burning coal like there is no tomorrow, don't really have to do anything under the agreement until 2030. It's mainly up to the U.S. to cut our emissions and send our wealth to poor countries where dictators will continue to enrich themselves. Yep. Unfortunately. Dr. Spencer had a number of things that he wrote about relative to this, uh, this agreement. Uh, I encourage you to check that out at, at, his, uh, at his website. This is Dr. Roy Spencer. Check it out. He had one other comment on Facebook that I thought was pretty, pretty cool. He said, just remember, from now on, every heat wave, every flood, every bad snowstorm, every hurricane will be Trump's fault. And also tornadoes. <laughs> Do not forget about tornadoes. <laughs> That's true. Do we have time for a little bit of Van Jones? Yeah, I think so. We can we could end our segment on Van Jones. <laughs> Van Jones, the socialist working over at CNN. Clip four. Uh, panel and Van, I feel like you might have a response. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's so much wrong, so many wrong things. Okay, so he, he, just simple stuff, simple stuff. He says he's so proud that we reduced under the Clean Air Act our pollutants by 65%. That's a huge achievement. He's proud of it. But carbon was not counted as a pollutant under the Clean Air Act until halfway through the Obama term. So then Obama moves forward to try to now do what the Clean Air Act says to do, and they stop him. And they say that's terrible. So you're either for the Clean Air Act... Which would then mean that, and by the way, your conservative Supreme Court agrees with this, that you, then you have a responsibility to reduce the pollution or you're against it. They talk against themselves all the time. They're for fracking, which is hurting coal, and they're for coal. And when you have this just word salad of nonsense coming from an EPA administrator who didn't say one word about the environment, that's the, his job is to be the environmental protection person. There was no protection in that speech. This is part of why I think with normal people, you just saw Elon Musk pull out. You're, you cannot normal deal with this people, White House because says. you cannot mm. deal with facts. You cannot deal with science. You cannot deal with economics. You can't deal with jobs. You can't deal with okay. anything but La- Last thing I want to hear is Van Jones. And that's where we are. Uh, is him uh, 
lecturing us on economics. But it is kind of funny. It is funny. <laughs> the man doesn't have a clue about economics. Well, he apparently doesn't have a clue about science either. <sighs> Well, yeah. that, that's you know, that's a fundamental issue here. Is I I get so sick of listening to these guys wander around saying how we who are skeptics are anti-science. We've got plenty of science out there on our side. If anybody would care to read it, right? But it doesn't fit with their ideology. That's so exactly right. To. Hey, you miss any of this conversation? Be sure to check our podcast out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Go to caffeinatedthoughts.com. Click on CT Radio. They're all New there. bumper music. Check this out. Yep. Hi, this is Brian Myers of Myers and Associates. If you're involved in maintenance at a manufacturing plant, you know how costly it can be when a machine goes down. And if the reason that machine went down is because the electronic controls on it failed, it can really be problematic if those electronics are obsolete. Well, not to worry. We represent Providence Industrial Electronics Repair, and they can get your machine up and running in no time. They repair boards, drives, servo motors, light curtains, you name it. So if you need industrial electronics repaired at your plant, or if you have other industrial maintenance needs, give me a call at 515 490-2640. That's Myers & Associates, 515-490-2640. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is only possible through the generosity of our sponsors. Be sure to check out Travis Rizvold, the modern woodman of America. Call Travis at 515-883-0029, and he can help you find the life insurance you need. Also, Caffeinated Thoughts is sponsored by Crosswalk Ministries with Scott Owen, who offers biblical counseling and conciliation. Contact him at 515 515- 635-5465 or crosswalkcounseling.org. So on the line, we've got a special guest, uh, David Howell, uh, who's an oil industry veteran, but he uh, nowadays is, is turned to a different uh, pursuit. Uh, David, I'll give you a chance to explain that. Talk to us about kind of the span of your career and kind of what prompted the change in your, uh, your direction and, and focus in life. Well, thanks. Shane, I uh, and welcome I, to Caffeine Thoughts Radio. By the way, I'm what a what a thrill to be here. Oh, he's I'm, thrilled. I'm, a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically a roughneck from South Texas. Worked in the oil field all my life. Uh, hard living, hard drinking, uh, just just a tough life and entrepreneurial type uh, living, and uh, just a a bit toward harder living, and uh, so. Eventually, that's okay. That's fun for a while, but eventually, uh, you you come to the to the end of that. You come to right. the end of self, where where you just can't sustain it anymore, and and you come to a surrender point. And that came about when I was around forty, forty one years old, and, and I was in Anchorage, Alaska, and, and uh, my my uh, uh, the marriage I had at the time was about to fall apart, and and uh, and I and I was just trying to find my way and. 
and uh, and it was and I was kind of thinking I'd been in a uh, I'd been uh, in a twelve step program. I'd been drinking a lot, alcoholic, and uh, and uh, and I uh, came to the end of self and and uh, uh, became a Christian, and uh, I jumped into that just as I had jumped into drinking and the way I lived, and and it took, and I and I've been a, uh, a pretty uh, dedicated, committed Christian ever since then, and never looked back. And but but you know when you come to Christ, you 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 get gifted with the, the Spirit of God gives you a, a gift. Uh, they call it gift of the Holy Spirit, and and one, the one that He gave me principally was the gift of evangelism, and and I wanted to spread the word of what had happened to me and my life changed, which was you know from from black to white and. And so then uh, I, I I kept thinking about that over the years and over the years and and finally uh, a few years ago I came up with what I wanted to do I'd been kind of witnessing Christ to people and and in twelve uh, step programs and AA and uh, and and uh, and I needed something to leave with them and I started making this little book and drawing stick figures and finally I got a artist to 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 do the illustrations and. And so I was going to print maybe a hundred of them uh, mm. to use for my own witnessing. And uh, uh, in the meantime, somebody picked up one, sent it to a, a guy that was in prison ministry. And the guy called me a couple of days later. He said, man, he said, this is the greatest thing for prisoners since sliced bread. He said, you got to get a, at least a hundred of these to every prison in Texas right now. And I mm. said, man, that's 15,000. Uh, so, uh, but I felt that that was what I was supposed to do. And uh, so my first printing of how to be a child of God uh, was 15,000 units. And I sent them all out to 114 prisons in Texas. And, and, uh, and that's yeah, when... 114 that, prisons? Is that including county jails? No, that's just prisons, state prisons in Texas. Holy that's cow. That's what we have. And it's, a, it's a large number. Yeah. And uh, we have one of the biggest incarcerated rates in, in the country, but... Well, you know, Texas is a big state, and we have a lot of people here as well. And right, uh, but uh, uh, so so there I was, and and I'd sent fifteen thousand, fourteen thousand books out uh, to all these prisons, and and I just sent them in care of the chaplains. I sent a hundred books to each prison, care of the chaplain at that prison, and and uh, and the the response started to overwhelm me. And David, realized, David, real quick, real quick, tell us what year this was. That was about four years ago. Okay, when I did that, about four, about uh, 2013 or so, or 14, and uh, and the, the response just overwhelmed me, and uh, I realized that it, this uh, there was something bigger than I ever thought uh, on my hands, and and I realized as an evangelist that this was was. Uh, High Cotton, this was a wonderful area to, to evangelize. If that many people were responding to me and, and wanting more and just unsolicited letters from prisoners and, and uh, men and women saying, you know, this book changed my life and uh, it's, uh, would you send one to my, my daughter in, in, in Tulsa? She needs to know Jesus. And uh, so I, I, uh, those really grabbed me. And, and uh, uh, so I, that's uh, I knew what I had to do from then on, and and I started building a database, and we've got twenty one hundred prisons and jails, and 
federal detention centers on our database now, and mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where we're heading, and that's what we do. I put books into these books, how to be a child of God, into these prisons, and uh, uh, it's it's designed for people. It's 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 simple, uh, highly. It's all illustrated, full color, big print, easy to read, and and uh, it's 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 just for somebody to to easily understand some pretty deep theological truths uh, that that I haven't found anywhere else in a simple-to-read format. Okay, so you're not using, a uh, like, the Romans Road or anything, you know, any standard um, I material guess, material that, that people are used to seeing or Christians are used to seeing as, no, as evangelism tools? I've been a, I'm also a, a member, a new member counselor in a very large church here in Houston, and and uh, and I've used the little track "Steps to Peace with God" Billy Graham track mm-hmm. for many years. I've probably counseled two thousand, twenty five hundred people to Christ or to membership in the church using that. And and it's a real quick and uh, read, and it's three or four minutes, five minutes to go through it, and it just leaves a lot of unanswered questions. And I wanted something more thorough because this is the this is the decision of your life. Right. That you make whether or not you're going to accept or reject Jesus Christ as God. So it's it's of imminent importance. Absolutely, and you know I, I have experience. Uh, I, I was worked with you in youth ministry for 20 years, um, and 13 of those years were working with juvenile offenders. And one thing I, I have to I find I found David in that time is that I don't really have to work very hard to convince a, a kid in that situation that they're a sinner. Um, I'm assuming, you know, in, in prison, they already, they kind of get that or else they wouldn't be where they're at. Um, and they're also at a spot where they've, <clears throat> you know, they've hit kind of rock bottom, you know, and, and they're ready to hear, I think. God has gotten their attention. Um, so, uh, but it's 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 a it's a mission field that I think is often neglected, don't you think, um, by, you know, average church? Absolutely, it's not sexy. It's not glamorous, and 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 it's it, it, and, and generally people feel like, well, they they got what they deserve, and uh, lock them up, you know. And and I, uh, but to 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 Jesus Christ, <laughs> they're all souls. I mean, and the only reason you you know uh, they're there, and you and I are, is we we didn't get caught, and uh, uh, and and so. Uh, I just, uh, I, I absolutely find that you and I, Shane, if we were witnessing, could go out in the streets of Des Moines and, 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 and maybe knock on doors and maybe one out of 150 people would say, yeah, tell me about Jesus. I'd like to know about how to be at peace with God. Hmm. Maybe one out of 150. But the numbers, if we went into prison, right. are like, one out of three. That's true. I mean, they're very. That makes receptive. sense. Yeah, they're very receptive. Um, yeah. And, oh, what was uh, and and people need to realize too. This is kind of um, well. I, I mean, Jesus had a heart for for prison ministry. You look at Matthew uh, Matthew twenty five. So, like you know, all through the, it. Yeah, those those. <laughs> when you visit me in prison, huh? You know, he he's calling us to to minister to the least, the last, and lost, and and. 
you don't find very many people that are more lost than people right. who are in prison. You know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, over the years, I've been uh, the uh, secretary, if you will, what we call the, the clerk of our of our national denomination. I've, I've uh, filled that post a time or two. And so I occasionally will get correspondence kind of out of the blue from people that are just writing the denomination. And a couple of times, we received uh, communications from someone who was in prison currently, but wanted to pursue the ministry. Hmm. It's a really interesting, you know, situation. But it just goes to show what you guys are talking about, which is that there are people currently incarcerated um, that are not only receptive to the gospel, but it may well be that the Lord gets a hold of them in a really extraordinary way. Absolutely. So uh, have you, uh, basically, I have two, two questions. Um, one is, what kind of reception are you receiving from prison administrators and, uh, and, and wardens and, and as well as chaplains? Um, and two is, what kind of follow-up, if any, is being done? Well, you know, there are a lot of ministries in each, uh, local ministries and churches around each jail or prison in the country, and they'll, there's always some church that will follow up and, and do right. discipling. But somebody, some, I'm after those guys that are in a cell 23 hours a day, isolated, that that will look at a book, but they don't necessarily aren't able to get out and come to a chapel meeting or something that the, 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 that might be at the prison that day. They can't, they, they won't let them do it. So I'm after those guys in isolation. They're also the ones at the, really at the end of self. So if I could get to them with this simple colored book, illustrated book, and, 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 and they can, it's designed to be a self-proclaimer. You don't have to have a priest or a counselor or, or uh, anyone else, Bible teacher, to, to, to point the way. It's designed for, for someone to look through here, and then there's a prayer on page 14 where you can pray to receive Jesus Christ and, and become a child of God, and then it tells you what to do next, and 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 uh, uh, there's Bible verses there. It can be a devotional. It can be, uh, and then it shows how to witness, how to tell your story to someone else. But the, the what I wanted to say is that before they're interested in going to a chapel meeting or anything else, they kind of have to know about Jesus. They right. have to, they, and they're already at the end of self. And they're saying, you know, uh, in my 40 years or 38 or whatever it is, I haven't done too well, and my best efforts have gotten me here in this jail cell uh, by myself. Uh, maybe <laughs> I didn't do it right. Maybe I ought to look to something else. Maybe there's a power greater than I am. Maybe, there's a, maybe there really is a God. And that's when, if we can get in there close to that time, and show that Jesus is God, and 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 before before some of the other groups in prisons get to him, uh, then then we're way ahead of the game, and and I think that that's what uh, that's what God's commanded me to do anyway. So for those those prisoners in isolation, um, do you have an ability to then send them a Bible if they want or uh, other material? I do. We do. Uh, it, it you if they request it. I think once a, a man uh, receives Christ, they, there's a chaplain in almost every prison, 
And if he, he can go to that chaplain and say, look, I, I believe or I, I trusted Jesus Christ and uh, I, I prayed to him, I'd like to learn more. I guarantee that chaplain's going to find him a Bible. Absolutely. And uh, uh, it's just, and there are plenty of people that'll go send a box of Bibles to a prison. And, uh, but you and I both know we don't, you know, I, it's difficult to, especially if you're not even, not a believer, uh, to pick up the Bible. That's a very daunting book for somebody that right. doesn't understand or didn't never went to vacation Bible school or church or anything to pick up and start reading the book of Exodus or something. Or, Real quick, we're almost out. Do it. We're out of time. Where can people learn more? PrisonEvangelism.com. All right. David Howell at Prison Evangelism. And there's, you can read the ebook there, watch the video, uh, call me, anything you like. Make a donation. PrisonEvangelism.com Thanks, David. Thanks, David. This is Captain Thoughts Radio. Hi, this is Brian Myers. When I needed a better life insurance plan, I found it with Travis Rizvold of Modern Woodman of America. When I first met Travis, he wasn't like some other life insurance agents that can be pushy and try to get you to buy something. Travis just made himself available to me. That was it. He told me to let him know if and when I needed anything, and he stayed in touch. When the day came and I did need to make some changes with my life insurance, Travis met with me and walked me through several options so I could make an informed decision. Ultimately, it was the best decision for my situation. So if you need a better or the best life insurance plan for you, call my friend Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. His number is 515-883-0029. Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. He can help you find the life insurance you need. Call him at 515-883-0029. Every human being has God-given dignity. That's what we believe at American Principles Project. We work in all 50 states and in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious freedom, local control over education, economic progress for working Americans, and a return to the constitutional principles that make America great. Want to help us out? Visit our website today and sign up for email updates, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. That's AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at CaffeinatedThoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by American Principles Project, a conservative political think tank in Washington, D.C. American Principles Project believes that human dignity should be at the heart of public policy. They work in all 50 states in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious freedom, local control over education, authentic economic progress for working Americans, and a return to constitutional principles such as federalism. So you want to help them out? Visit their website today, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. That's AmericanPrinciplesPlesProject.org. Sign up for the email updates and a small donation their way. They're a great group. Okay, now it's time for our news segment, otherwise affectionately known as News News You Can Can Use. I don't think I've done that the last three weeks. Well, that is the listener's loss. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that's just your... I just need to keep that your special thing. 
<laughs> I'm spatial. Yes, you are. All right. First up from Reuters. U.S. job growth likely remains strong in May, a further sign of an acceleration in economic activity that would effectively seal the case for an interest rate increase this month, despite sluggish, excuse me, sluggish wage gains. Say that sluggage? Yeah, try to say that three <laughs> times fast. Non-farm payrolls prob- probably increased by 185,000 jobs last month, according to a Reuters survey of economists, after surging 211,000 in April. May's projected increase would be in line with this year's 185,000 average monthly job growth. The unemployment rate is forecast unchanged at a 10-year low of 4.4%. Now, I know, folks, that's a bogus number because it doesn't take into consideration people who you know are, are long since dropped out of the, the workforce, but it is the number that everybody throws around. Right. It has dropped four-tenths of a percentage point this year. The Labor Department will release its closely watched employment report on Friday, less than two weeks before the Federal Reserve's June 13-14 policy meeting so they can jack it all up <laughs> exactly <laughs> well what i find interesting here it's it it's you know it, fox news had a had a fairly positive spin on this do you go to but you go shocker to, yeah you go to cnbc and boy is this ugly i mean <laughs> either the cup is half empty or half full well, depending on well, whether or not if it's the you're last a liberal 10 years, or a conservative how can, it, how can it be nothing but good news i mean you know, I'm not saying Donald Trump's necessarily responsible for that, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, he's only been in office for a few months. Well, I think early on, certainly we see in the stock market, we saw an awful lot of optimism based on what he said he was going to do, that, that yeah. the market had determined we're, we're going to uh, yield some positive uh, results. So far, he hasn't done much of anything. Right. And so, you know, we shall see. Next up. From Caffeinated Thoughts. We know those guys. Yeah. And I know the the, the author in this case. I was going to say, this looks mm. familiar. Some guy mm. named Vanderhart. President Donald Trump issued his executive order promoting religious liberty just under a month ago, and it appears that we finally will see some action. The New York Times reported on Tuesday that the White House Office of Management and Budget is reviewing an interim final rule from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The rule, when implemented, will expand religious protections for faith-based organizations and religious business owners who, under the requirement that companies and organizations provide contraceptives, including abortifacients, in their health care coverage, would be forced to violate their conscience to comply with the law. His executive order essentially does nothing to seeing this action. So seeing this, so action. excuse me. So seeing this action, albeit late, is welcome. So it's coming around. It's coming around. So yeah, th- these are some s- simple things the administration could do. Um, of course, this, they'll probably get sued over this. I'm sure, um, and the courts will probably side with the people suing them. So <laughs> be hanging around. Well, and around hang the around the courts for a long time too. I mean, it, yeah. it won't happen overnight. Right. But right. No, it, you're exactly right. The executive order. It's late, but it's good to see. Yeah, and the executive order in itself really doesn't do anything. Um, but, you know, little things like this helps. Uh, for instance, the uh, Department of Justice no longer suing Little Sisters of the Poor. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yep. <laughs> Stop that. We don't need to, yeah. you know, you don't need to sue 
That really was funny. Right. All right. Next up again from Reuters. President Donald Trump's administration on Thursday asked the U.S. Supreme Court to revive his plan to temporarily ban travelers from six Muslim-majority nations after it was blocked by lower courts that found it was discriminatory. In deciding whether to allow the ban to go into effect, the nine justices are set to weigh whether Trump's harsh election campaign rhetoric can be used as evidence that the order was intended to discriminate against Muslims. The administration filed emergency applications with the nine high court justices seeking to block two different lower court rulings that went against Trump's March 6th order, barring entry for people from Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen for 90 days while the U.S. government implements stricter visa screening. Now, interestingly enough, those 90 days have come and gone. No doubt. (laughs) It could have been over with if they just let it go. The move comes after the Richmond, Virginia-based Fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals on May 25th upheld a Maryland judge's ruling blocking the order. The administration also filed a separate appeal in that case. Now, I heard just this morning, uh, my wife works at a, at a law office, and she was talking to one of the lawyers there who was suggesting that, that maybe the Supreme Court wouldn't even take this matter up. I can't imagine that. I think they have to at this point. Uh, they, the, well, the Supreme they, Court can, can tell you to go pound salt, just, you know, that's just true. not hear the case. That's true. But, no, this, this for me anyway, was just so ridiculous from the beginning because, number one, it presupposes that some some guy, some obviously non-citizen, um, non-U.S. citizen sitting over in Yemen or Syria someplace has constitutionally protected rights. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was nuts. I mean, there's obviously basic human rights, and I think inalienable rights goes beyond just, you know, American citizens. But it's not up to the United States to protect the rights of citizens or non-citizens well, my point that is, aren't here. Yeah, well, my my point is how how or why would you try to apply the First Amendment to a non citizen sitting in the in the Middle East someplace? It, I, this makes no. If that's the case, what is the point in having citizenship? Right. I mean, because you're universally applying right. constitutional protections. Yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of a uh, a a ban based on on a person's faith because I think that's a slippery slope. Um, but well, it might be, but they haven't proven their number one. They they haven't proven their case. Yeah, they they've proven that's the fact. You know, that's necessarily the case. And the and the Trump administration is actually, you know, in their in their travel ban, um, they've worded in a way that it it's not really that. It's it's targeting specific mm-hmm. countries with terrorism problems. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. That was the other problem. Is there is there they're using campaign rhetoric. As evidence in a court case, which I really think is nuts, particularly with this particular president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He said a lot of things. He said uh, a lot of stuff. It's sometimes contradicting himself in the same sentence, and you're going to use that yeah, as like, evidence in a court case. It's like which 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 campaign you know stump speech are you going to reference? What what's true? What's not? Anyway, so. that that whole business just made no sense to me. So on two scores, it, it just seemed to me like both both of these courts of appeals in supporting the, the lower court judges are just completely out in left field. And I really do think 
this is my opinion, but I really do think that not only if this goes to the Supreme Court, not only will Trump win, but I think it's possible Trump will win a solid majority on the court because I think there's even going to be a liberal or two that'll say, you guys are smoking your socks. You've gone yeah, too far. Federal law has given them, you know, authority to do this. Hey, this is Caffeine Thoughts Radio. We'll be back in a moment. She is a good friend, but I just don't know how to fix this conflict. I wonder if it's time to just walk away. I'm Scott Owen with Crosswalk Ministries of Central Iowa, and it's time to pause for peace. In today's disposable society, it sometimes doesn't seem worth the effort to risk confronting a friend. After all, they will only get defensive, and that would ruin the friendship anyway. To avoid losing a friend or making a conflict worse, considering using the peacemaker pause. The A of pause reminds us to affirm the relationship. Use your energy to attack the problem, but affirm the relationship. The Bible says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. If you are at a walkaway point in a friendship, call 515-635-5465 to set up a free consultation or visit our website at crosswalkcounseling.org. Again, that number is 515-635-5465. Cafe Thoughts Home Stretch. Hey, we appreciate all of you who listen. Please don't forget to check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Sign up for our emails. Also, subscribe to the podcast. For Pete's sake, you don't want to miss a single episode of, uh, of this fine show. Absolutely. Quality, you know, example of broadcast excellence. <laughs> And that some is, great bumper music in segment four. That oh, is, my goodness. That finally. Is, that is caffeinated radio. <laughs> caffeinated thoughts radio. You're stealing my thunder, buddy. I, I know. Hey. There you go. Um, due to the incredible sheer volume of material we have available, because the leader of the free world loves Twitter, today we're once again ending the show with the top Trump tweet of the week, brought to you by Myers & Associates, serving the Midwest with industrial maintenance products and services, Call them at 515-795-3676. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. Without further ado, the top Trump tweet of the week. <laughs> that is appropriate. That is very appropriate. Now, you have thrown me completely <laughs> off my game. I'm here. sorry, man. I've been, I've been doing this on my own for the last three weeks. Okay. You go ahead and read let's, the tweets. Now let's see if I can actually get through this now. I just you know, I can't warm up, you know, by sorry. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> this one is from twelve oh six AM on May thirty first. You've no doubt heard this a hundred times. Prepare to hear it again. Despite <laughs> the negative press, Kofefe. <laughs> I love okay, C O V F E F E. And then at five oh nine, a scant five hours later, 
Mr. Trump said, who can figure out the true meaning of, quote, Govefe, unquote. <laughs> Enjoy. Nobody knows. Um, Ted Cruz tweeted out, I don't know what Kafefe means, but I'm pretty sure that Al Franken's book is full of it. <laughs> hey, and Sean Spicer had, uh, the White House press secretary, had this response when, when reporters are questioning him. That's oh, no. clip two. Uh, you didn't get clip two? I've got clip two. Let me just slide him in there for you. Okay. Clippage. Uh, a decision in the next few days stand. Will he have a formal cabinet meeting or a formal review before he makes that decision? Uh, that'll obviously be up to the president to decide. Hunter. Thank you, Sean. Um, do you think people should be concerned um, that the president posted somewhat of an incoherent tweet last night and that it then stayed up for hours? Uh, no. Why did it stay up so long? Is, is no one watching this? No, I, I think the the, uh, the president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. Blake. What does he mean? Blake. Blake. What is Kofi? Blake. 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 Is at this point with terrorists, is it fully removed, fully stay in, or is there a middle ground that the president right. is willing to negotiate? We could. And that was a that was negative press Kofefe going on right there. <laughs> I want to know. Look, if I was going to have Kofefe, I'd want mine with cream and sugar. <laughs> I, I hear. Yeah, very, uh, very. And the other question is: Do you want a decaffeinated, or do you want no ca- decaffeinated Kofefe? Oh, okay. <laughs> Why in the world would you want decaffeinated Kofefe? I'd like Kofefe with chocolate in it. Mmm, mm, delicious. Yes. And you found, you, you actually looked this up. You were going to see if Kofefe.com was already taken, and it has been. Yeah, My the goodness. domain name is already gone. What do you know? He's... Oh, Kofefe. Hey, thanks for listening to Kofefe Native Thoughts. We, we have Chicago at the beginning and the end of the oh, fourth segment. I like it. They hung around. Hey, this is Shane Banner, Brian Myers. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week, everybody. Well, I'll see you here in a few weeks. Yeah, that's true. Bye.